Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk, our World Cup edition, and this is a pretty good one. Adam Peacock alongside Brad Haddon and Hads, as far as ways to get your net run rate up, uh, that's a pretty good way to do it, win by 309 runs. Yeah, it was outstanding, Adam. We, we spoke a lot about tournament play peaking at the right time, and that's exactly what the Aussies are doing. Uh, we've got New Zealand and England the next two games to decide our tournament, but the way we're starting to play, our style of games come together, it's it's really good signs. So having a look at the Australian uh, batting card, we batted first. Eight for 399. Now, we were trucking along okay mid-innings. It was a, it was a handy mid-innings spurt from us, but it was one player in particular who turned it from something around the 330 mark to nearly 400, and that was Glenn Maxwell. So Mitch Marsh, he missed out, nine. Davey Warner, another century, most by Australians at a Men's World Cup now. We'll get to him in a moment. Steve Smith, absolutely filthy. He missed out on a ton, 71. Marnus, 62. Josh Inglis, 14. But the highlight, the batting card, Glenn Maxwell, 106 off 44 deliveries, 53 minutes. Not even an hour's work for Maxie. 106. It was extraordinary hitting. Uh, Cam Green was run out on eight. Pat Cummins, a little cameo of 12 at the end. And in reply, Netherlands all out 90. Adam Zampa with another four wickets. And every bowler who bowled a ball took a wicket, including Mitch Stark. So that streak still goes. So has. I mean, Andrew McDonald can cannot in any way, shape, or form sit there and go, guys, we could have improved this, surely. No, as I said at the top of the show, we're just starting to find our rhythm of the tournament. I thought the bowlers were, were outstanding. Um, they showed great aggression. But the one thing that was really pleasing for me was the attitude in the field. We got a direct hit from Maxwell. We've seen a great catch from David Water on the boundary. So all the little things are starting to come together. Maxwell... A week ago, we were talking about what's going on. He, he came out first ball in the in the game and, and played that rash shot, but that's Glenn Maxwell. When things come good, this is what he does. He's a match winner. Um, he, can, he can put bums on seats, but most importantly now, he does hold his form for, for a long time. So we've got New Zealand and England coming up next, and, and we're going to need something like that from the boys to uh, just to see where we're at. Yep, they've de- already declared another public holiday down in Victoria. They love Glenn Maxwell that much. They love uh, their players performing so well um, at the, on the international stage. But it, just to put this into context, what Maxie did, fastest ever World Cup century, 40 balls. He's fourth fastest ever. He's second 50, 50 from 13 balls. His last 18 deliveries faced, which included three dots and getting out, 58. It was, oh, like... You talk about put the foot down. He put on 103 with Pat Cummins, and Pat was at the other end. He scored 12 of them. It was um, it was just remarkable, Hads, in every way, every way you look at it, the, the power hitting from this man. Well, th- this is exactly what Glenn Max was about. He, he's, a, he's a proven match winner. We, we don't know when it's going to come, but when he does go off, when he does play at the top of his game, these are the sort of innings that he can play. He, he can take a score from around 300 to, a, to 380 and, and and play that opposition team just totally out of the game. I, I remember Darren Lehman in, in 2015. You'd have your team meetings, you'd talk about uh, the strategy you wanted to play, and he just said to Glenn Maxwell, you just do whatever you like because he can be such a trump card for, for any team because he can play these sort of innings. Not, not many people in the world have this special talent, and Glenn Maxwell showed that last night, and, and that's why it's so important to – 
to this team. You don't want to overbear him with too much responsibility. You just want to let him go out there and play because he can he can produce moments like this and not many cricketers in the world can produce moments like this. For the team as well, and, and at this stage of the evening, maybe a few of the guys are faffing about and getting prepared to go out to bowl in about half an hour's time or whatever, but all of a sudden it becomes like when you're a kid and you see a fireworks display in the in the distance, you run to the window type thing. So every or the whole team's come out to watch it and watching these balls fly everywhere. It, who's a who's the type of player that you can remember for your career, Hads, where you didn't want to be too far away from the viewing area because you knew something was going to go on like this because this was definitely the case with Maxi last night. Yeah, well, Maxi was definitely one of those. Uh, he, he was definitely one of those in the 2015 World Cup. He brought bums on seats. Sometimes you didn't know whether uh, what was going to happen. That That's the exciting thing about it. He could hit the first ball straight up the chimney or he, he could do something like he did last night. But you had your Gilchrist, you had Andrew Simons. They were the sort of players you, you just you got on the front of your seat. You just saw what's going to happen here. They can drive a game. Um, they can intimidate opposition. But the one thing they do do more than anything else that goes unnoticed is when you're playing in his like that, he, he brings energy into the change route. So all of a sudden, when you're going out in the field, there's a lot of energy. There's a bit of attitude around. And, and that's what it looked like when the Australians hit the field. They, they had their attitude. They, they took their energy off the back of how Maxi played and, and were clinical. We were really, really clinical with the ball. But also, that fielding display showed that we're up for the contest now moving forward. Yeah, we'll get to that, our fielding contest in a moment. Just one more on Maxi. Some of the shots, I mean, half his sixes were reverse. I could see why the guy apparently drives the ball on a golf course about 400 yards. Now, that, that upper body power is <laughs> a gift. Well, the, he's just got such quick hands, Max. And, he, and when he's in one of those moves, he, he's so hard to, to bowl to. You talk about the 360 player in the in the modern day, and, and he's a poster boy for that. He can hit all over the ground. You, you bowl a, a beautiful ball at the top of off stump, and all of a sudden he reverse sweeps it behind square, in front of square, and the next ball he, he laps it over his left shoulder. So... He's an excitement machine. That's why kids like watching him play. But more importantly, that's why you like him in your team. There's moments when you have Glenn Maxwell in your team and, and a lot of people can question his selection in teams because he can be in, inconsistent. But it's that ma- match-winning quality that you want in, in big tournaments. You can break them away. We've seen um, Andrew Simons have a breakout in, in 2003, um, exactly the same, and, and took his career off against... Um, Pakistan and Glenn Maxwell's done that um, all the way through his career. A great hundred in similar circumstances uh, against Sri Lanka in 2015, where he took the game on and played Sri Lanka right out of the game. So it's good to see that he's got a smile back on his face. He's had a, he's had a tough uh, 12 months with his um, ankle injury as well. So maybe starting to feel a bit more confident there. Now, we're, we're beating our chest because we've smashed the Netherlands, but it is important to note that a couple of games ago, the Netherlands beat South Africa, they would have rocked up to this ground with, you know, an outside thought in their mind that they could cause another boil over. But at no point did it look like they were in the game with the, the domineering performance bat and ball by us. Yeah, and, and that's what was so special about the performance, actually, Adam, is that we didn't allow the Netherlands into the game. Uh, it, they they can play an emotion. If they, things start to go their way, they can get on a, a bit of a roll. They can start believing that they can compete with someone like Australia. And, what we didn't do, we didn't get dragged down to the standard of play that, that the Netherlands are playing. We, we played our game. Uh, we poked our chest out a bit. We looked to take the game on. Um, and, and that's exactly what we had to do. We had to get our run rate up. And we had to make a statement in the tournament as well. 
we're, we're slowly building. We're getting things uh, right with the with the ball, which were a good sign. All our fast bowlers got wickets, but they bowl with a lot of purpose, um, which which says to me that they're switched on. And now that they're ready for these big games, that they're ready for New Zealand, they're ready for England. Off the back of the attitude, they're starting to show now. Yeah, New Zealand, England, Afghanistan and Bangladesh to come for Australia. So destiny very much in their own hands. But this game on the weekend coming against New Zealand looms as uh, huge, huge. Dave Warner, another century, has, and not so much the numbers with Davey, but how he's how he's moving at the crease and what he's looking to do. What do you see? Oh, I, I see someone at the top of his game, actually. Um, he, he's really balancing his stance. He, he's looking to, to drive the game. Early in the in the first five and ten overs, he's, he's confident to hit over the top. He's he's based to me from a from a technical point of view, and and I know we don't want to go too much into this, but his base is perfect. Um, he's given himself every chance to to play the power game we can. Um, his partnership with Mitch Marsh, I know Mitch went early. It's been something I'm enjoying as well. Mitch takes the pressure off David as well because he. He takes the game on um, from ball one and gets a scoreboard moving, allowed David to to get into the innings. But yeah, now he's he's past Ricky Ponting. He, what's he got? Six World Cup hundreds. I think four of those are, are over one fifty. So he's starting to peak at the right time. And and someone like David, this is his, obviously his last World Cup, and um, and same as Steve Smith and and maybe a Josh Hazelwood as well. But they're, they're competitive beasts. Um, they they want to go out and on top and. We're starting to see that in their game now that they they really want to make a statement uh, at the back end of this World Cup. He really should have been run out on thirty. There was a complete mix up um, by the Dutch, and uh, but he, he took advantage again, David. And then he was caught, but then not caught on seventy three by Van der Merwe, who like, I can understand why he claimed the catch hats, and he might yep. cop it in some circles because it, it clearly skidded across the ground, but. Davey held his ground, actually. He saw it and said, I'm not out. And I suppose all he had to do was go, did you watch the Ashes, mate? You see what happened to Mitch, Mitch Stark? Because it was a, a similar kind of thing. Yeah, it was that, that run out was the one for me. Uh, I don't know if you watched uh, the, the centre wicket conversation afterwards. There, there wasn't much centre. It was a bit frosty there between <laughs> Smith and uh, David Warner, but uh, he got through it. Yeah. But the one thing he, what he, he, he did show to me, though, Davey, even with that, um, half chance that was given not out. He he was in the contest. He he was he, his eyes were rolling. He wanted to be out there. He could have easily walked off. You you play in the Netherlands. I've done my job. We've got the game under control. But mate, his eyes were rolling. It, it means something to to these boys. And uh, yeah, they're just starting to to get all the little things right leading forward. Hads, is there anyone that you're still annoyed at by from your career by being run out by? No, actually, yeah. Who? Corey Richards. What did he do to uh, you? I, I tell you, it was when I just sort of met Karina and Karina's parents had turned up for the to watch me play the first game. And I was coming off great form in the trial games. I had a couple of back-to-back hundreds for New South Wales. And the first ball the whole season, I was at the non-strikers end. I was opening at North Sydney. Corey's called me through for a quick one just at uh, mid-wicket. And halfway down, he's decided to say no. So I was stranded. Uh, mid-wicket, first ball of the season, run out without facing a ball. And Prina's dad tells the story now. He said, well, what happens now? And, and my dad just looked at him. He said, we just sit here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, first ball the whole season without facing a ball. 
mate, he didn't know cricket well enough. I would have pissed off for the next 49.5 overs and couldn't get a coffee and a nice bit of breakfast, a couple of cafes around there in North Sydney and come back mate, to watch your keep. <laughs> I would have went straight to Percy's with my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corey. I'm sure he didn't mean it. I'm sure he didn't mean it. No, good man, talk, Corey. Talk, talking it ticked off. Now, Steve Smith, uh, yeah, he, he got going. He, he was playing well, middling a couple, which is good for, for Stephen, 71. And then he plays a, sh- a cut shot that he wants back because you, you saw the look on his face when he realised Van der Merwe this time got his fingers under the ball and kept it off the deck that he could just see before his eyes a sentry just being taken away from, kidnapped from him. And um, poor old Stephen was uh, a little a little annoyed, shall we say. Yeah, he was. He looked like he was setting himself for, for a big sentry. Uh, it was actually a really smart field placement. Um, from the Netherlands to bring that backward pointing in really tight. And he's a chance now that now and then Steve Smith to hit the cut shot in the air off off the spitter. So smart move, but he got a little bit of rhythm back into his game. He, he still wasn't as fluent as we would like. We, we've seen Marnus come out, and I thought he was outstanding, actually, the, the way he played, the tempo he played with. But Smith was, he had good patches. He had patches where I thought he was, he was fighting a little bit with his form, but it was good to get runs on the board. Which gets me to my next question. So in all probability, it, it looks like Travis Head is back for the Net, uh, New Zealand game. And yep. George Bailey has said he's in. So Marnus off that 62 of 47 and the way he played, not just the numbers, does that, does that still tell you you nominated him the other day as the most likely to, to make way? Is that still the case? Yeah, it still looks to me the most likely. Uh, you, you want your big plays around in big events and, and Steve Smith's uh, – exact play you want at the back end of this tournament. So he'll get a lot of confidence from from his knock uh, against the Netherlands. Marnus is in good form. Um, he's shown that to get back into this World Cup squad and, and hold his spot while, while Travis Head um, is away. And, and I like that he's putting pressure on whether it be Steve Smith or whoever they um, decide to, to, to go with because you, you only win tournaments like this with a squad mentality. And, and Marnus is there. He's, he can... He's one of our best in the field. There's no one better in the, in the outfield than than Marnus, but um, Steve Smith's spot um, is safe, especially in these big events. Yeah, and the field was, as you mentioned earlier, had some. They were sharp, Australia. Uh, Maxwell, lovely run out, run out, and Davy Warner, little little AFL jump in the outfield for for Davy. He's a rugby league. Uh, well, he comes from a rugby league background, you'd say, from being from um, where he is in uh, in Sydney. But yeah, that was um, that was spectacular from Dave. And that's the best thing to come out of the game. We've seen in the previous games, we've been off with our fielding. Um, our catching's been poor. Um, and it's one thing they would have spoken a lot about. Uh, they would have worked hard on on this area of the game and, and making sure they present the attitude to to make life uncomfortable for the opposition with their presence in, in the field. And, and that's what they did this game. Uh, Maxwell off the back of his extraordinary knock at a direct hit run out. So a, a lot of energy comes off the back of him. And what you've got to remember as well, we've, we've had a new keeper um, and his job is to, to drive that standard, drive that energy in the field. So I'd imagine Inglis now start to feel a lot more comfortable in his role after a couple of games. So that was the most pleasing thing that, that we had a presence out there. We, we wanted to control what happened in the field and, and not let things just sort of flow through. And, and that's when we start to miss catches. So Yes, it's something that they've worked on. It's something that'll will play a big role um, in the tournament, especially at the back end. We we've seen with the Pakistan game, we've seen David Warner get 
um, dropped on on ten and go on and get a, a huge hundred. So Australia pride themselves on the the standard they set in the field, and, and we're just starting to see some signs now that things are coming together. Yeah, um, Inglis a, a couple of sharp catches actually, one up to the stumps to Zampa and, and one down leg side to Marsh. Uh, speaking of Zampa, um, it's four for eight Zamps in this this one, third full wicket haul in a row now, and uh, well, one of us had him in the team of the tournament so far. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I put him straight in there off the back of those those last three performances, actually. Um, <laughs> we don't need to get technical. But the one thing to win this World Cup, you, you have to have your lead spinner performing. You can have your fast bowlers up the front. You, you can have your all-rounders. But in these conditions, you're going to need your number one spinner performing. And that's what we've seen for Adam Zampa. And it's got to get a bit of a pat in the back to the Australian selectors, too, because in the couple of games previous, he's had a back spasm. He's he's had an upset stomach, and they basically just said, "Mate, you've got to get out there. We we don't have an, uh, another option." And and how big that those last couple of events were. If if he didn't play, the the results could have been different. So uh, a pat on the back to Andrew McDonald's his, his staff there for for getting Zampa on the field. But as I said before, to to win a tournament uh, in India, you have to have your number one spinner performing, and that's what we're seeing now from Zampa. So all over in 21 overs for the Dutch, and, and I know our stats are coming up, Hads, but what about these two? I just can't wait to get them out, so I'm not going to wait before we, we come back on the other side of the break. Uh, the biggest win at a World Cup ever and second biggest win ever by runs in a men's one-day international ever by any team. So there you go. That was uh, destructive. Well, it was destructive. And from the stats point of view, and I know you love a stat, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit further. It'll be interesting to see how many eyes from the opposition all around the World Cup were watching this game because there's one thing that I know for sure, everyone likes to beat Australia and we've had a slow start now and I'd imagine New Zealand and England will go, oh, hang on a minute, Australia's starting to hit their straps. So uh, it's a good sign. Um, yes, the stats look good, but there would have been a lot of eyes watching the Aussies. And just before that uh, that whole heap of stats we'll get to in a moment, uh, England have actually hauled themselves off the bat at bottom of the ladder, but it's only because Bangladesh and Netherlands have been thrashed in their last two games. So net run rate is working for Eng- England all of a sudden, but um, still just uh, a real head scratcher. But we're going to talk about England a fair bit in the next couple of days, so we'll park that and we'll be back in a moment with all those quotes and all those stats. There's a whole heap coming your way, Hads. So Glenn Maxwell had, he actually admitted at the innings break after uh, his quick fire 106 that he said, I've been pretty crook all day and I wasn't expecting much today. So maybe Hads before the next one, he should have a bit more dodgy water and um, get out there, get the emodium into him and away he goes. Well, we've seen the same tactic used by Adam Zampa. Uh, he, he said also in a couple of games that he had a dodgy stomach, so Whatever those two are eating, oh, I'd be sitting next to them at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maxie said it probably just cleared my head a little bit. Not the only thing it cleared. Uh, to, just to be able to go out there and play the situation. Pat Cummins on the Maxwell innings, that was crazy. Thought we both contributed equally in that 100-run partnership. <laughs> <laughs> on you, Pat. Uh, and Dave Warner told about his World Cup 100s record to be in the same category and class with those guys. Are special, they're greats at the game for us. We grew up watching them in this moment. We're just staying present. In probably 20 or 30 years' time, I might just sit down and enjoy it. No, you won't, Davey. You'll come back and enjoy it this summer. 
I'd enjoy it now. I tell you what, it does do it. it, it his form over there, it, it, it's making him front and center for any IPL. I know he's probably got a deal locked up already, but he, he's not going anywhere with the IPL. He might be retiring from Test cricket and all that, Davey. But um, I think he's still got a bit to offer over the next few years to fill his pockets in uh, in that competition. Yeah, well, we've seen that that's his home track, Delhi. Um, that's where he plays his IPL, and, and he played exactly like that against the Netherlands. He, he controlled his tempo of the game. Uh, he was brutal when he needed to be, but yeah, maybe he's like a fine wine, Davy Warner. He's getting better with age. Absolutely. Um, and the, the air quality was okay. Everyone was worried that they wouldn't be able to see the players in the centre square um, with the air pollution there in Delhi, but it was all, a bit of wind blew through, so it, uh, it looked okay. Last night, the stats. Um, two Aussies lost the record last night, Hans. Adam Zamper and dear old Mick Lewis no longer have the most expensive bowling figures in at innings. Your man, Bass, the leader, now leads. He, he took two wickets, but the problem was he went for 115 runs, um, and many of them late against uh, Maxi. So, uh, yeah, Mick and Zamper are none for 113. The leader now, two for 115, has that little record. Zamper is just the second Australian to take four wickets in three consecutive knocks, the other being the great Shane Warne in 1996-97. By the way, did you cop much grief for putting uh, Brad Hogg ahead of Shane Warne and your player that you'd drop into this current squad? No, I actually got a, a praise a lot because of my um, cricket intelligence because we already had a leg spinner in the team. Adam Zamper's got three fourfers in the row and, and to give us another option of um, Brad Hogg and as I explained if we didn't have a leg spinner Shane Warne would have been straight in but I needed another option yeah a couple of my mates um, texted me straight away and said he's off he's off the planet um, which is a reasonable thing and th- by the way this is nothing against Bradley Hogg who had an integral role in the Australian one have day set up for record. a very long time it's it's <laughs> it's better than pretty good put it that way it's better than Warnies love you Hoggy but yeah Shane Warne's. <laughs> you know oh, I, mean? I feel like I was set up for this. I, I knew that question and answer was was going to come back to bite me. Yeah, you know, you'd be right. Well, have an opinion and stick to it, mate. Don't, oh, don't. I'm staying rock solid. Flapping the breeze. Uh, and Smith and Warner have played 103 one days together and scored 3,400s combined. Only once have they both scored a century in the same innings. Durban, 2016. Warner 117, Smith 108, and Steve Smith is still royally pissed off that it wasn't a second occasion last night. Um, but Australia went big on that occasion. They went big last night. So, Hads, um, it all looks forward uh, to the match against your favourite team in world cricket, New Zealand, this weekend. I, I can't wait. And the reason I'm so excited about this is, one, because the, the way both teams are playing. It's going to be a cracking game. Um, it'll decide whether they're in the finals or not. Um, if, if Australia win this, I, I think that they'll only shore up a, a, a final spot with what they've got to come after that. So both teams are in form. I, I love the, the style of play Australia are playing with. And New Zealand just get you in the grind. Um, they play their position really well. Um, they've got a team of fighters uh, and they're never out of the contest. The, the only interesting thing to me is, does Travis Head disrupt the team? Now that we're playing the way we are, do, do we bring him straight back in? He goes to the top of the order. Uh, Mitch Marsh back to three. Or the, the other option you have there too, Travis Head has played three his whole career with South Australia. He's got some extraordinary knocks for South Australia at, at number three. I've seen him do it in a, a big bash game on New Year's Eve. He, he got a 100 off 50 balls against the Sixers. So 
he can also play at three. So it'll be interesting whether Australia just put him straight to the top of the order where he's been our form player the last 18 months or Mitch Marsh just slots into three. So huge boosts out of that. That's the story for Australia. Huge boost to the net run rate. So it takes away, in all probability, the the, the worry of missing out when you uh, you level on points. But um, was minus 0.193 now plus 1.142. So, uh, yeah, getting towards the elite category. India, for instance, are on plus 1.353. Um, Hads, that's us. That was uh, one last stat for you, actually. Um, you strangely have become, and we're recording this at 5 a.m. because for some unknown bloody reason, you have to be done <laughs> by 5.30. But you have become one of the few people treading the earth that I'm willing to get up at 5 a.m. for. So well done. Well, there's a few you're, you're willing to come home with at 5, 5 a.m. It's time you're normally crawling down uh, out of a pub. But uh, thanks for the stat. I'll take that one. Just the one, Bradley, my darling wife of 19 years, Rachel. Anyway. Um, I didn't that- mean it like that. I meant it like your mates <laughs> having too many cans. Stuff them. They can get their own way home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ads. Have a good day. Stay safe. Big win for Australia. We're back on Sunday with that review of this blockbuster against New Zealand. <laughs>